Hello, and welcome to the increasingly inaccurately named Two Devs and a Dude podcast. I'm Jay Kidd of Wraith Games, your wonderful, lovely host, and I'm joined today by... I'm KJ, I'm host of the Interview Podcast and a game developer myself. Recently became a master carpenter. Yeah, he did. <laughs> I, I know enough to put my own ready-to-assemble cabinets together and hang them on the wall. All I can and say is that man knows how to... I have to, damn it. All I know is that man can lay some wood, if you know what I mean. You know, <laughs> Yeah. But I'm... <laughs> Yes, I am Grant McClure, founder of Game Over Game On, Twitch person on Twitch, and and the the, the dude of this establishment. It's it's great. So you're on Twitch, huh? Yeah, yeah. It's twitch.tv slash Brigadoon564. <laughs> That's where you can find me on Twitter and all that other stuff. It's cool. I'm on Twitch right now, just watching. Yeah. I was about to do your live streaming your part. No, eventually this will. We, we got to start this over, but probably, maybe. I don't know. Really? I thought we were doing fine. Yeah. Yeah, no, I we're like doing this opening. This is doing okay. It's cool. It's cool. No, I think eventually inside baseball and a little tangent inside tangent and, and tangent upon tangent. Welcome to Two Devs and a Dude Podcast, where all we talk about is tangents, angles and and cabinets. And cabinets and, Hell and yeah. triangles and, and cool geometry. Because math is awesome. We're gonna, take, we're gonna take on this old house for uh, house carpentry and stuff like that. But we're gonna do it in podcast form. We're not gonna have any video for it. <laughs> so you're just gonna hear what. Welcome to this old house podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Today we're gonna show you how to fix your plumbing. You got a clogged drain? Just listen in. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay. Really just an ASMR podcast, you know. You just hear a bunch of sawing and like like drains being relieved. Yeah, yeah. No, what I was going to say is that eventually this will be streamed on Twitch. I guess at some point once everyone's stuff gets yeah, on we'll par, probably, right? We'll, yeah, everyone's we'll probably equipment. do what, like our own streams, and we're we'll all recorded together and actually release the audio. Or are we going to be all on the same channel at the same time? You know, the beautiful thing about Discord is you can do video calls up to nine people. Yeah. Really? Yes, you can. Yes. Welcome to something that isn't garbage like Skype. <laughs> yep. So, okay. That's my new teen teen sitcom, Garbage Like Skype. I'd watch it. <laughs> I'd regret watching it and still watch it. Uh, kind of like Supergirl. Uh, I'm pretty sure we can get Drake as the science teacher. Hey, I would wonder about the title and then just probably go watch YouTube and watch some weird thing again. It'll be called Drake. The next generation. (laughs) Hey, Jimmy. Hey, guys. Jimmy's out of the wheelchair. Oh, Oh, no. That's a terrible Degrassi joke. Uh, The sad part is I I got it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where we're going with this. We're just going to keep on going. It's the best part. My favorite part is the fact that Glenn has not introduced himself. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, I, I got this. I got this. Hi, I'm Glenn Ty and dog in a wheelchair. <laughs> you are. You are definitely messing it up. Ahem, let me let me break this out. <clears throat> Get the I'm ASMR. Hi, I'm Glenn Ty. You might remember me from Terminator Six. Where did my pants go? <laughs> and also. The biography of Ron Jeremy. Man, he really let himself go, didn't he? Or you might also know me as Glenti. Hi, I actually make a lot of music. I also stream on Twitch at the same name. You can find me on all normal digital distributors of music and the independent ones as well. Uh, I'm also working on stuff for Wraith Games. And now that uh, my cover's been blown, dog in a wheelchair. 
<laughs> Melee Deathclaw. <laughs> yeah, like these are just inside jokes, and everyone's like, "What? Huh? Hey." Hopefully that three-hour-long episode will see the light of day. Which okay? Which one is the uh, cover image for that one? Is it the dog in the wheelchair or the Moe Deathclaw? Doesn't it have both? Like I, I specifically I... remember it being like, "Hey, surprise! We're gonna give you a literal bukake of memes just all up in there." <laughs> is that the um, is that the collective collective noun? It's just like yeah, it's a murder of crows, a thunder of dragons, a bukake of memes. <laughs> oh, I mean, absolutely. They're just coming all over Under your face. AMA rating. You know? <laughs> they just they just surround you and they just splash all over the place. You can't really do anything but sit there and just accept the fact that they sure do exist, and you can't get Tracks. rid of it. Just hope no one's making a video out of it, or you're getting paid so, really um, well. Now that we've talked about our bukake of memes, this is the PAX East special for yeah! 2018. Was it supposed to say? Yeah, there at some point. Uh, I have no idea. Oh. I'm still just shaking my head at Bukaki memes. I'm just like, why? There's okay. Speaking of Bukaki, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. No, no. Uh, I like, did not sign up for this. No, kinda, kinda. Yeah. We already covered our dating sim. Yeah, you already no. did that. Yeah, well, initial signs oh, of this is gonna be another three-hour episode, oh, y'all. No, no, no. I mean, oh, no, if well, that just becomes the norm. Now we know. Oh, complete. It just, and it, knowing is I half the work battle. in the morning, though. I know, and I, it takes forever to edit because I don't edit full time. It's not my not my day. Hey guys, job. guys, hey guys. Do you know what the best part of this is? What? A job. What? A job? We only heard the word a job. This is my job. I know. It's, yeah, I know. Congratulations. <laughs> You're living your dream. No. Okay, so. <laughs> far, okay, so yeah, you know what I was talking about. Speaking the, of Bukaki. The mouth sounds after that. I don't even know how to react. <laughs> well, th- there's a. There's yeah, a I'm just staring at my phone trying to figure that out. Hold on. Let me get to it. Okay, so there's this movie. This is a terrible movie. It's not very good. It's basically, it's a teen horror thriller and also a music. And I cannot remember what the movie is called, but there this is... It sounds a, so bad it's good. It Oh, it's actually really good. There's a line in the film that's in the trailer for that movie, if you watch it. If I could remember the movie, I would tell you. But I, I don't remember the movie. So they, they put, on the, uh, put on the Phantom of the Opera. But instead of that, they do it in a Japanese style. So the woman, the main like theater director, she's like, Okay, guys, we're going to do... Um, we're going to do uh, the Phantom of the Opera, but we're going to do it in a classic classic Japanese style. And one of the guys raises his hand and goes, Bukaki? Oh, my God. Yeah, and, and, the, and, internet, <laughs> the internet has led us to terrible images <laughs> yeah. and terrible representations of other cultures. Yeah, and you know, she goes, no, 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 what are you talking about? No, no, no. Um, and uh, What is it? Uh, Kabuki. Yeah, that's it. See, no. Easily. It's both of it. Both of it's about a bunch of white stuff all over your face. It's very, very <laughs> oh true. Oh, my God. That's true. <laughs> Welcome to the PAX East Two Devs and a Dude podcast special. <laughs> uh, I have not been we'll be for this episode yet. We'll be alienating the rest of our audience very shortly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure my mom listens to this podcast. Not this one. Well, <laughs> I uh, guess we're going to. Are we going to start over? No. 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 <laughs> oh, no. We're, we're this taking it. this entire gravy train straight to hell. <laughs> No more than three miles an hour on a rascal, though.
I mean, just George Costanza way. I mean, if if it is going to hell, at least it'll be delicious because it is a gravy train. No, we were talking about bukake again. No, 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 no. That's over. Those that joke has run its course. That's only delicious for the first five minutes until it gets cold. <laughs> God. Oh. oh no. You can't escape. You can't escape. We we're gonna escape it. So Jay. How was <laughs> good how, segue? How was PAX East 2018? If if I could describe PAX East 2018 in one word, the anticipation's yeah. killing me. That word would be exhausting. Well, you're right. Isn't every what? event? Yeah, um, PAX East and very large events are their own brand of exhausting. For instance, the BCEC also dries you out like it's meant to just like sap water out of you. And it's a nightmare to deal with if you're not constantly hydrating. What we did was we actually had uh, two big cases of bottled water underneath our table. Um, so, yeah, it was it was bad. But um, the thing is that we do uh, here at Wraith, we do about 15 events a year. And when I say about 15 events, I believe we did 16 events last year, 15 events the year before that, and 13 events before that. So just going to say 15. Um, And this was... Uh, up until recently, I was going to say, oh, this is the biggest event we've ever done, except I found out something very, very interesting. And that is that PAX East is the biggest convention in America. And because something is the biggest something in America, that almost by default means that it's the biggest X in the world. What about hmm, PAX Australia, we, though? That's one of the things that I don't know about. PAX Aus might be bigger. <clears throat> um, but we at least know that PAX East is the biggest the biggest convention in the world. Or, sorry, the biggest convention in the in the States. Is that out of the and PAXs? That's re- like, is it the biggest PAX event out of the PAXs? Is, it is now the biggest PAX, and that's really funny because, as you know, there's PAX Prime, which was the first PAX. Well, guess what? That's not. It's not called PAX Prime anymore. PAX Prime is it smaller than PAX East now? Well, so it used to be PAX West, it? right? It used to be PAX West, and they changed the name to PAX Prime. It used to just be PAX, and then they changed it to PAX Prime, and now it's PAX West. Oh, okay. And this is all PAX stands for part, Penny Arcade Expo, right? Yes, correct. That's correct. So all this stuff is. Is responsible because of two nerds with a comic web comic. That's in what a different, is most amazing to me about this. Well, sort of, and in all the people world. they've hired to do a lot of the work that isn't the web comic because they've even specifically well, yeah. expressed that they're terrible at everything except making web comics. Well, yeah, this could be the Control Alt Delete Expo. I, I Think about that's that's the uh, the um, the web comic they did, right? Or is Control Alt Delete like a subsidiary or a branch? Well, Delete Control Delete was a different web comic that was for the longest time considered uh, Penny Arcade's biggest rival. Okay. Um, you probably know it because of the loss meme. Oh yeah. Yeah, I only the only reason why I know about the lost meme is because of um, Natalie and Steve and Adam showed me when we went out to eat at um, that burger place during Lex Play last year. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't know what it was, and then they all they were just like, "You don't know about the lost meme," and yeah, it has what the two, three, four, or something like that, right? One and then two, and then two in a different position, and then two in a different position. Yeah, 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 and then they, um, they were talking about the studio layout and how the studio. Let, like Jay probably hid like some kind of lost meme in the studio layout because <laughs> <laughs> like we had... uh, you know you know it's really funny uh, I didn't think anyone had caught on to me um... <laughs> 
wait what <laughs> that is wow jesus i really didn't think anyone anyone caught on so really wait, you actually hid a loss reference in the studio can i can i say no now am i allowed to say no do you that, alluded to the absolute opposite yeah, like the the your in, the inflection in your voice goes to the uh, yes, it's a positive that there is. Something Can I just say I plead the fifth? I mean, I guess okay, so, so we all know that's rich people speak for guilty, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I thought yeah. that was white people speak for guilty. Uh, same. Oh wait, same thing. No, somewhat. Yeah, but yeah. So uh, one of the interesting things about uh, Control Delete is the fact that. Christy and I are both huge fans of of CAD, as it's as it's called. Um, and the dumb thing is that even when it was like the the author be serious, just like out of nowhere, uh, hence where loss comes from. And the thing is that I honestly, and this is going to sound terrible, the story was at its best when it took itself really, really seriously. And then at the end of the comic, spoilers, um, the comic's still going on, but at the end of the comic as we know it, it's erased. Um, it's if, if my memory is serving me correct, uh, correctly, meaning all of these characters that we were following for like 11 plus years be in their uh, their current incarnations. And then it went back to being like a daily gag strip. And it was like, you fucker. Like, <laughs> wow, that's vested. That's a meta stuff. It could have been like dumb part. it could have been like the season of Dragon Ball Super. Like, imagine how if Dragon Ball Super would have ended with like all the universes getting erased and it would have been done. Oh, I was hoping I was hoping they do that, actually. Okay, so PAX East. So, yeah, so um, PAX East is, it, it really did just start off as this, like, convention for a uh, comic, and then it became just about nerd culture in general. It It's the biggest convention, and it's so cool. But, like, this was our first time going to PAX. <laughs> to say that this is the biggest convention we've ever gone to, a, a freaking course it is. You know, this is literally the biggest convention in America, and we were just sort of thrown into it. Not only that, this was the first year where it was four days rather than three days. Oh, God, that's right. I forgot yeah, about that. Thursday, that's Friday, terrible. Saturday, Sunday. I mean, it's great for them, and it's great for anyone that likes it, but as someone that worked a lot of conventions, my first reaction is, oh, no. Yeah, we, um, like, I, I spent a lot of time talking with other developers and i'll get i'll get to that later obviously um because it's a big part of my experience personally but like one of the things that we talked about is oh my god we're all dying forever because it's four days and their load-in was wednesday so we we left we left here a at 10 p.m drove 16 hours to the convention you loaded tuesday at 10 p.m right tuesday at 10 p.m um, drove 16 hours, everything at the convention, then went to the hotel. Then the next day, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday did the convention. And then we arrived back home on Monday at noon. Goodness. What was I know. Um, was, did they have a press day? Like just straight up? Like you think? Um, there was part of Thursday where everything was opened early for the press. All right. Not much. Uh, it, I think the press had two hours, I think. With the si size of just the indie mega booth alone, you don't have two hours to cover everything. That would not have been enough for me to do SyphaCon last year, and that was one building in Little Lake Charles, Louisiana. Uh, that's that's ridiculous. I don't want to sound hypercritical, I guess, um, because, again, this PAX was amazing, and they certainly know what they're doing. But you guys are absolutely right. One of the things that you guys may not know is the fact that we weren't 
in Indie Mega Booth. We bought like a booth. And that is mostly to do with my colossal idiocy. Indie Mega Booth has a registration fee and we didn't have the money for the registration fee. Registration fee came up so we didn't get to submit to Mega Booth. But then we had the money for like a, a regular normal booth, which is way more expensive. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Okay, so on that note, um, did it would did that actually help you or hurt you in a sort of way? What I was saying is I, I don't mean to be hypercritical because that wasn't about Mega Booth. Mega Booth is first off not part of PAX, and second off they are freaking awesome. Like they do like the the. <laughs> <laughs> the entry fee uh, to submit is only there just because they get so many submissions that if they didn't, they'd drown in them. Um, my, when I say when I say I don't mean to be uh, unfair, it's because we did not get nearly as much press as I'd hoped. Part of this was our fault, but the other part of it was just how PAX is. It's just a part of the way, and it's again, it's not a problem with PAX themselves, but it's a problem with how events like packs are done. And so what I mean by that is, and I'm going to throw Steve on the bu- under the bus immediately for this. Uh, please don't hate me, Steve. I know you listen to the episodes um, and because you were on them. But uh, the trailer out a little later than I was hoping... Um, and Steve tried his his damnedest. He really did. Um, but it just we didn't get it out in time, and we didn't send out press emails until um, the trailer done. And the reason we did that is I talked to some of my other uh, Pax Pax friends. Uh, one one who's a Pax. A higher up pack staff member who also does a bunch of other stuff with them and then another who uh does packs a lot uh, wasn't there this year but uh, his team was and they're like oh no no no! don't use your old trailer your old trailer's terrible and i'm like oh that's true our old trailer is awful um and they're like but try to get it out quickly and then we just didn't ideally we would have actually gotten we would have sent out these emails a month before we actually did what we did in all actuality was sent out the emails like three days before packs yeah Oof. but but in actuality though it was the first time you've ever been there first time you've ever experienced it and also now you know you have the experience and the learning like the the acumen to actually figure out how you're going to implement a plan of attack so the problem is that we knew this the problem is that we actually knew what we were doing wrong the whole time it would have been one thing if it really was a learning experience but like literally everyone on the team was just like oh my god we're still not done yet fuck Uh, just the whole time Uh, even, even Steve you know who was again trying his damnedest to get it get the trailer done was just like I, it just it just won't render like i don't know why it won't render uh so it was it was problematic but thing number two is that the press who we didn't call spent all of their time like the ones who cared about indie games spent all of their time at mega booth mega booth is huge so i completely understand that but it was it was, it was very difficult to get anyone normally over there um, so one of the friends I, I hung out with, uh, was, was also named Steve from flyover games. Uh, and I'll be plugging some of my friends here. So go, go check out flyover Games stuff. Uh, they make wave crash, which is the single coolest, uh, puzzle fighting game ever. And that means, yeah, puzzle fighter can go fucking eat it. But, um, it, it's so cool, but they, they contacted games radar beforehand. Um, and games radar put them on their list of, um, best games at PAX. Problem is that I then spent most of my time desperately trying to get those guys to come stop by the booth. Because in my mind, 
we would have totally gotten on the list as well. And I know that sounds incredibly pompous, but at the same time, like on the list as well. I, I, um, I understand. Just, I understand your logic behind it because just how many of those games have the awards that Collapses has? Yeah. Um, no, and yeah, I, I mean, and again, I don't want to sound like, oh, no, my God, no, no, weird, weird, weird no, yeah, no, no, I understand. But, I understand your logic behind it because I can't, th- there's even no, how no name, no name quotes. Like, I don't know, like, or how unheard, how not well known some of these places that you got the awards from. There's still awards and recognitions from someone. Well, I'm trying to think as far as actual awards, the most no name award we got was actually from GDAX. Um, it was the, best game at GDEX 2016. But the thing is that GDEX is now the largest gaming expo in the Midwest. Yeah, so it's not that unknown. Yeah, at, at the time it was. Now it's not. So, um, and then keep in mind in twenty in 2017, the Able Gamers Accessibility Award from GDEX, which the Able Gamers is the largest um, gaming-related charity in the world. Um, I believe. I, be- I believe that's the case. And also GDEX, again, they're now the Midwest's largest gaming expo. Yeah, those are kind of what we would consider the smallest. Yeah, no, no, I, I mean, I understand your logic behind it. It's just I think, um, like you were saying, it was timing. They probably, yeah, our timing, our swamped with submissions too. Um, we we almost got the the one guy who did the Games Radar article. Um, he's like, he's like, I'm super booked, but I will try my darndest to come down by the booth, and he just couldn't make it. And I'm it it to this day, I'm still like, oh my god, I was so close. <laughs> Close almost, to being in that article. Almost Damn it. got you. Almost. Eh. Is that a Batman the Animated Series reference? No, no, it isn't. And if it is, it's a deep cut so deep that I didn't even know I was doing it. Or is that? Um, we did get we did get a considerable amount of press, but it was a lot of smaller press, which was still very good. Um, the thing that made the press as well as it did, and you guys saw the Twitter explosion uh, during PAX about collapses, right? Uh I didn't, but I was also kind of completely out of it because my back decided, oh, wait, you want you you want to function? What? No, (laughs) I I did like some like I I noticed there was a good buzz around uh, collapses. Um, Also, I clicked and looked at some of the uh, smaller articles that were tweeted at Wraith Games and stuff like that and read some of the comments. There wasn't a lot of comments, but there are also websites that I've never even heard of. And it seemed kind of niche ones. And a lot of the buzz, it seemed to be around uh, the Switch version. Yes. Um, so that's this is this is what really did the the press push for us is we are now officially being fun or being um, uh, by Redalica Games, uh, which does a lot of stuff for Switch and Vita and PS4 and stuff. Um, we had been working on getting published by them for quite some time. We were in in deals with them, um, but we it was the day before PAX that we finally put ink to paper, and the reason is is that especially when you're doing international contracts it's it's really difficult to to time everything perfectly but we knew we wanted to make the announcement and the thing is that this announcement has come with the big the big thing that I like to think of it as kind of Wraith Games open secret collapses is coming to the switch hey we can announce that but, Hell yeah. I mean, but is yeah. it really that much of a secret because I saw a mock-up picture about like last year when the switch came out of collapses even though you stated hey this is a mock-up yeah exactly um the reason the reason for this is um we knew we wanted to be on the switch and we knew exactly how we were going to going to do that but big oops sorry 
No, I was just going to say that Wraith Games has been a, been a Nintendo licensed developer for. See, I, I'm I'm trying to be the layman, like like the everyday oh, yeah. normal guy. Well, well, you're giving this dev perspective, and I'm just kind of just feeding you questions. So like, yes, you are the host of this podcast, but I'm also like, let me try to get some questions in there that my brain is working through. I, I get it. I get it. Yeah. Um. Well, so I mean, we, me and Jay talked about. Uh, I think it was me. You talked about developing for the uh, 2ds, 3ds last year when you. Or an interview, dude. Or was it? No. Um, so that's what a, year was that? Was that 2017? Uh, that was 2015, I think. That or 16. Yeah, because I met Jay in, at Lexplay the first year. That was 16. And then I was there last <sighs> year at 17. And yeah, I'll only be there. I'll only be there in the eighteen if if um, I can do like hosting duties because I don't think I'm gonna do anything else at the moment. Yeah. So the thing is that we were Nintendo licensed developers and still are, obviously. Um, say, yeah, we're coming out on the Wii U. Yeah, we're coming out on the 3DS, and that was no big deal. The problem is that we could never confirm Switch to the point where we even asked, we're like, hey, when are we gonna be able to get a dev kit? And they're basically like, uh, eventually. And so one of the big problems is that you're not even allowed to switch unless there's a concrete yes. From Nintendo? From Nintendo. Um, and that was a concrete yes that our publisher, Radalika, was able to secure us the day before PAX. <laughs> oh, wow. That's a clutch move right there. They put out a big press release to everyone. And so our biggest our biggest piece of press actually came from Nintendo Life. And the thing about Nintendo Life is they are the biggest Nintendo uh, publication in the world. I guess independent other than Nintendo because Nintendo publishes and distributes their own news and information. When, when I say when I when I when I say publication, I mean like magazine, like like the IGN of Nintendo, basically. But IGN was used to be based in Nintendo originally right if i remember correctly yeah. the history of ign yeah it used to be something to do with like gamecube it started or something with 64 i think but eh, tangent the thing is that after nintendo power died nintendo life kind of became the big one um and so they latched on to collapse us with that press release and so we got a we got a bunch of of press there and we had a whole bunch of other people taking this press release and tweeting it and retweeting it and stuff during um, uh, during PAX, and that was really nice. And then the press who came by the booth, um, we were able to, they would they were all very, very excited about it. And so they were um, tweeting and stuff. And so we were able to to get on that wave too, which was nice. Um, however, I feel remiss that we didn't get to get to have some IGN or Kotaku or, or Games Radar, so someone like yeah. that, mostly because of our bad timing, but also because even when they, they were elsewhere, they spent most of their time at the mega booth. That sucks. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that, that does. Um, other than that, though uh we realized on day one that we needed a bigger booth really so yeah y'all had because uh, of what of the uh the mass the amount of people that were coming by or there were so many people interested in collapses that we needed double the booth space that's um not only that we every tablet was always full that okay so so you didn't get game news press okay but we got people we got yes, so yeah. many People. Exactly. Okay. So, who do you trust more—an interviewer or, or a a journalist, a games journalist, or your brother who play who who's a big 
you know, who loves video games, who was this like man uh, who lives, I guess, in the Boston area or whatever, who takes a trip up to PAX. So, like, he loves video games so much that he goes to PAX East. And then he comes home and, like, tells their parents, grandparents, aunts, cousins, uncles, pet lobster. Doesn't matter. That you all need to check out this game. This is really cool. When it comes out, it's going to be awesome. Let's see. I mean, who do you trust more? But who do you, who do, who do, but that's the average person trust more than either the, their neighbor or their family members versus a games journalist? Better. For one reason and one reason only. By merely having the booth at PAX East, we would have gotten those people there. The fact that we went and the fact that we demoed the game that we demoed meant that we would have had them there. It was never a, it was never a one or the other situation. It was always a, we want this massive crowd to be playing the game, which they did. And we also wanted the press to be able to, um, to be able to pick up that momentum and get us in a, in a larger spotlight. Yeah. It was, yeah. Like if it's not like having IGN at the booth, other people wouldn't have been. Yeah. No, I mean, it, but like I said, word of word of mouth also travels very well. Yeah, no, I um I've had this conversation with a lot of people and they seem to think that I am uh I'm not ecstatic by how just overwhelmingly positive the demoing went. I am. We had thousands of people play this game over over this week. However, um my biggest goal as as the creative director and as the founder of the company was to bring as well. And I failed to do that for us. Uh the larger press. I we obviously got a, a handful of uh, a smaller press who who will be absolutely lovely. We're going to be doing follow-ups with with quite a few of them. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they, that what's the old saying goes is that no news or you know press of any kind is good press regardless of bad or good you know you know what i butchered that yeah. saying but yeah yeah that, that really does suck but i mean i mean i guess it's disheartening as i'm, I'm trying i'm gonna i'm another thing just uh I'm, I'm playing this role of someone who is trying to i'm trying to be biased you know because I, I like jay jay's a cool dude he's a great guy all that cool stuff and trying to separate you know two devs and a dude from you know wraith games but also, you know, getting his viewpoint and all that other stuff. Because this, in my opinion, I think this is good content. It's cool inside baseball because to get the dev perspective on how PAX is. But I will say one of the things I was happiest about, and I will not name names, um, but there was a particular uh, group of individuals that I wanted to talk to, and I wanted to bring them a copy of the game to play it because there's a business deal that I wanted to to hammer out. And when I came over without a copy of the game, they were super just like, oh yeah, sure, whatever. But I was able to come back over with a copy the next day and be like, hey, yeah, um, I would hate myself forever if I didn't give you this this copy of this game to play. And we they they said initially they only had about 10 minutes to talk and we ended up talking for 45. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, to the point where the one guy's like, oh, well, we're going to have a problem here. I'm like, what's that problem? And he's like, I have a big old flight that I have to hop onto. And all I'm going to be doing is thinking about playing this game. And I can't. (laughs) Fucking Uh, fantastic. Amazing. That's awesome. Yeah, that was that was one of the coolest, the coolest moments. And I'm like, well, here's what I'll tell you. I can send you a copy when we get back, when we get back from from Boston. He's like, well, you should. That that would be absolutely wonderful. And I'm like, good. So just keep it. Keep collapses in your mind, you know, while while doing this whole thing. And I can't I can't say names, um, especially since if this is a business deal that will um, I don't want to ruin that. But uh, it was pretty neat. Awesome. It was Elon Musk. Let me guess. <laughs> Because he's, like, he's wasting his time at PAX. Yeah, he's like, okay, yeah, 
the next other than well, shooting a tesla into space. space you know so i wouldn't put it past the dude actually i will say this um so you mentioned shooting a car into space i have ceased i have ceased using the um the aphorism well we put a man on the moon instead all i say is it's 2018 we shot a car into space uh like why can't we do this other thing we shot a car into space i was trying to think of something clever to come up with after you said that but i couldn't think of anything because fling uh putting a car and having it operate in space is pretty badass it is it really is it's it's one of those things like oh you can put a car in space why can't you put a fork in a microwave you know what i mean like <laughs> wait a, a what in a microwave fork and actually the answer oh, to both those okay. is physics <laughs> yeah of, of course of course um but no i just i always love that like you could put a man on the moon but why can't you put a fork in a microwave it's like but the, but I, i've just switched to turn to space <laughs> how more ridiculous and more impressive this is Got to talk. this is what happens when you have someone who is as rich and smart as tony stark but you don't have the iron man armor agreed um so uh on top of that i also got to hang out with a bunch of our dev friends uh, i mentioned i think on our, our second podcast i mentioned the awesome people over at mega cat studios they're the people who do the sega genesis nes uh cartridges um of new games they're like developing brand new games which in itself is badass yeah no it's absolutely amazing um and they are just the coolest team of developers so i got to hang out with them uh a few times uh just because it's like well we're gonna hunt you down and we're gonna hang out with you um so that was fun um i got to talk to dave stanley dave draws on twitter uh attack um, and any of you who've been following uh, Cajun and Wraith for the for the longest time, when we were on the Indie View podcast, um, I hit it off really well with uh, with Dave before, um, and so we became big Twitter friends, basically. Okay, and so okay. a little bit more clarification on that one: we had a December mashup episode that never got released of so just a, a former guests and stuff and friends of the show that we just all had a nice long chat, and after like an hour two hours jay and dave were still just talking and the rest of us were like okay we have other things we have to go do and i just i stopped recording i came back an hour after that and they were still just talking in chat <laughs> i think jupiter i think jupiter hadley was also still there i want to say i possibly pretty sure was someone else it was either it was either uh lat uh who's a turtle wizard or it was jupiter can't remember what I'm, I'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure it was me dave and jupiter jay jay has that quality about him uh the first lex play um i don't think i talked to hardly anyone else other than jay because <laughs> like we just talked about whatever like we just go to conversation to conversation then jay would apologize for like switching things but topics and then he would just go to like go back like 30 minutes later to back to the topic he was talking about 30 minutes <laughs> later and, and he's like i'm sorry if you I can't have- follow and i'm just like hey, it's all good my brain kind of works the same way too so it's all good the ability to go on a go on a half an hour hour long tangent but remember where i broke off so i can always just snap back to exactly where i was before and just keep going it's a beautiful gift it's a beautiful gift okay well i think it's good for podcasting oh yeah it's uh, great <laughs> can you talk actually, can, can you talk out of your butt for like hour to three hours to <laughs> indefinitely yeah okay you're hired you're hired Try to be man on this particular podcast, but as anyone as anyone who's heard me on anything else, I just really weird and I'll just talk for hours and then make the dumbest jokes. And that's that's how I am on other people's podcasts, but I try to keep a level head here. Um 
<laughs> yeah, it's okay. Just for those of you who who don't actually know, um, I actually met all three of you guys because of podcasts. So Glenn, I met back in 2010, yep. was it? And it was done. first person to ever interview me for Wraith. Oh yeah, um, and then, all about that. Eric and I were doing interviews of all the guests and such. Yeah. And the thing was that I thought you were the coolest dude. And so I spent I spent the rest of that event because we ended up hanging out for the rest of that event. Yeah, just trying my damnedest not to make a fool of myself. And then I think I finally got used to you by the second year. Um, and then uh, I met Grant at Lex Play. Just talked forever. Um, and then Cajun. Uh, the funny part about Cajun was I sent him a message uh, because uh, he was kind of going in the same dev circles as, as me. And I'm like, hey, do you guys want to do an interview with us? And the I, I remember this because you did death. I want you to know this. For initial response, you were a huge dick. Uh, <laughs> Wait, who? Yeah, yeah. When, when I... When I first approached, and that's funny because you were you're basically a teddy bear. Um, when I when I first approached you, I sent you that message saying, "Hi, we've done several podcasts before. We were interested if you'd like to to interview us for your podcast." You were like, "Well, we're super selective with uh, with who we interview," and I'm just sitting there like, "Oh my god, what have I done?" Um, <laughs> Cajun, I didn't know you were a cl- closet pretentious dick. <laughs> Felt so um, bad. I, I'm trying to remember what the hell because I know for a, while, a little while there when I was doing the show, like I was just getting like emails every other day, and some like through the uh, indie game launchpad.io website because I have a submission form to request to be on the show. This was before indie game launchpad. It was. I don't mean, have to go back through our messages, man, because I genuinely. Yeah. Think, I know I've done some messages like that for that reason because like I was I had no way of like going through all the requests and some of them were oh, like uh, I have game please interview that's all they said um, yeah so but yeah I'm like why in the hell would I've said something like that early on because I don't know but I felt I felt super bad because I'm like oh my god I just I just wanted to see if this podcaster wanted to do an interview I didn't realize I was gonna like yeah let time. me okay this is let me know. I am very good at shoving my foot in down my own throat. <laughs> like just as a forwarding for the rest of this, our friendship and especially this show, I will say <laughs> stuff that it may sound so damn bad, but it is like far the farthest thing from me to intentionally be antagonistic, um, offensive, anything like that. I'm just genuinely whiffing what, what I'm saying and, uh, my brain is just out of left field. Well, that was that was the best part. So, like, like for for the first episode, it was very similar to what happened with Grant and Glenn. You know, uh, where we just talked for way longer than we ever intended to. We hit it off I super think, well. I think you were the longest episode I had besides that mashup. I had to. Do, I, I had think. To do I think that's right. I think that's right. I had to split my episode into two because we ended up talking without recording for so long that by the Dude. time we sat down to record, we recorded for an hour, and they're like, "Hey, the convention hall is closing," and I'm like, "Okay." And that same thing happened the next day. And just for. For any listeners of this, this episode right now, we were we tried to. Both, all of us were in this 
chat room literally like three hours two or three hours ago now we're an hour and 11 and we minutes didn't recording for like an hour and a half <laughs> yeah there was a lot of there was a lot of talk before the episode actually started and i didn't even mean to do like a super big tangent now i just i just wanted to more mention the fact that uh Where i even leave off at I don't know. Off at me talking know. with uh, with some developers. <laughs> yeah, you you were talking to uh, Dave, right? And then you, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I I do want to I do want to say because this this whole this whole tangent actually had a purpose, and that purpose basically was that I have I go to an event, and that is basically make friends with cool people. That the the thing is that it's like okay, I want to talk to press. I'm not going to just be like, oh, you should interview me. It's no, let's talk. Let's become friends, and. I, I do that with other developers as well. Um, in fact, uh, the reason Mark uh, is is our programmer for Collapsus is we met at an event and we hit it off really well. Um, and so the thing the thing that I like is all three of you guys off well with and. I don't think of this as a business thing when I'm doing it. I just like, oh man, I've I think I've made some good connections with people. You know what I mean? Especially if it was on air. You know, like pre press is a good thing. But then later on, you know, I'm thinking about the podcast, and I couldn't think of anyone better. I th immediately like, oh man, I made friends with these people. They should totally be my co-hosts. And so, um, I, I appreciate it. But by what yeah, you've man. stated so far, Glenn is still one of the coolest guy, the coolest dude you've ever met. And I am slightly uh, offended about it. Jackass, at least Hashtag with the first trick. impressions. I am at least cooler than someone that is a dick. So, hey. <laughs> <laughs> the the dumb thing, the dumb thing uh, in my mind about the whole Glenn situation is I know Glenn well at this point. I'd like to think, and unless I'm, unless that's an illusion, I, I, I secretly a black market aficionado. Yes. But I, I like to think we're pretty darn good friends. And there are still times when I, when I don't want to send him a message because I'm just like, Oh, I don't want to bug him. I'm so uncool. Like, <laughs> No, I know. I know it is completely unfounded, but it happens. I'm just like, ah, oh, man, I'm just going to let Glenn be. He's probably off like my stuff and I'm just going to be here <laughs> working on a game. That's cool. <laughs> well, if you ever feel lonely, Jay, you can always you know, message the second coolest dude, you know, <laughs> Cajun. No, no, me. Hey, <laughs> <woo> <laughs> I'll take what I can get. Oh, he, yeah, I'm. I'm just like I'm like, yeah, hey, whatever, you know. I'll, I'll take what I can get. <laughs> this day and age, I'm not I'm, on. I'm not choosy. I just don't. Oh, whatever. The only reason I'm not on Discord more, and this is this is uh, knowledge for people who may not know this. We have a big Wraith Games Discord, and um, even though uh, Cajun and Grant aren't aren't official Wraith Games team members, you know, because that would require money. Still, you know, I do like money. Money is money is great. Um, we still have them on the, the Wraith Games team discord with everyone else and everyone just hangs out and tells jokes and has a good time and everything. Post um, pictures of death claws that are all anime AF. Exactly. Um, the funny thing is though, that I'm not on 
is actually just because I am too busy with Wraith stuff. So the Wraith game's message will be sent to me. And I, I'm like, okay, yeah, I could totally answer this important question about that people have asked me that it requires actual leadership to solve. Or I could like do it two days from now after like going into some sort of art coma because I have to get like colorblind assets done. And so I usually choose the art coma, unfortunately. That's, so whenever I, I message that. you, dude, and like you don't reply, I just figure that your hours are like 12 hours off from the rest of us again. <laughs> and you'll eventually get to it or you'll see it and you'll forget and I'll just ask you later again. So I I try to always have a response except and this is going to make me sound like a huge dick. But sometimes I will look at a question and it'll be so stupid and I'm just like fr I'm not saying anyone in particular, just people. There will be Glenn. a question <laughs> It's me. No, no, it's me. <laughs> and I'm looking I'll at it and like me, except I haven't asked any stupid questions, or at least that I've known about. <laughs> there will be there will be a question so stupid where I'm just like, I'm gonna let this get buried, and hopefully no one asks me again. <laughs> I usually try jokes to, on you. Now that I know, I'm just gonna keep tagging you on it. <laughs> yeah, I usually try to ask questions like this is all inside baseball stuff and it is not even related to the pack special, but it's all good. It's all good. But well, I think I, I think it does build up to what I was saying yeah, before about no, packs. Well, but keep going. Keep yeah, going. no. Well, I usually try to. I know how busy you are. I know you're working on a game. And you've got numerous games. And you've got other games in the work, and you're trying to get collapses out. And that's what the world needs is collapses. They need it in their hand or on their TV. Or in their face. Hashtag play collapses. Or bukkake. Yeah, um. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's what we leave for after. Although they have to be of legal age and consenting. <laughs> also, I can't take part of it because, you know, not single. Yeah, no, I just I just wanted to do a callback to the beginning of this episode. Oh, I know. Yeah. So, but um, I just wanted to be that guy. No, I understand that you're busy. and and But I usually just try to, to keep everything like short and sweet and, and basically like just confirmations of like time, what we're doing, stuff like that. I, I try my absolute damnedest to make sure that I respond to everything that comes through to me. Oh. And I, I think I'm pretty good. I just, I wish my punctuality was a little better. Oh, well, um, it, a little tangent upon a tangent upon like 18 million tangents. Um, I understand discord to me is, is like, I like it. It's awesome, but it is a terrible distraction while I'm trying to edit because I'm like editing and then someone will post something in like the four discords I'm in. And I'm just like, Oh, don't say anything. Don't say anything. Don't say anything. Because I have, I've been editing I for have the past muted. four hours. <laughs> so over, over on my little toolbar right there, I have like a few different discords. Um, most prominently the nerd fit one. Hey. Um, did all of them, but the Wraith one. Are you making, are you making aluminum foil cranes again? I'm sorry. I thought I'd muted my phone. Apparently, I didn't. <laughs> okay. Can we can we get back on topic? Yes. I thought we I thought we were. Okay. Uh, like I said, does this actually does feed in talking about? Um, and that is that just as I've made some amazing friends from other events, it is part of my literal job at every event to go around and and it's what the team calls go make friends, Jay. And so I I go off to other developers' booths and I try to make friends. Uh, same thing with some some press, and it, it usually usually works out. But PAX was so huge that only going to developers that we already knew, basically um, as a way of saying hey, yeah. important enough to me where I'm stopping by and saying hi, crowd isn't 
killing you because yeah. everyone's crowd was insane as it always is. So that's that's why I stopped by by yeah. Dave Draws, and that's why I stopped by Bombfest. And I only I only got to stop by Bombfest for like thirty seconds on load in day. It was insane. Bombfest. I was, didn't even know um, at Lex Play, correct? Yes, they were. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was um the one where you. I, I don't think I ever sat down to got uh, and got to play it because I was just hanging out with with steve and natalie and adam like i walked around and i think i played it for like a good five to ten minutes i was like this looks awesome and a really fun party game and speaking of lex play and all the other stuff uh mommy no mommy knows best gaming because i think they're mommy's game, best games yeah mommy's best games like their game is coming out soon. yeah soon on the playstation network and i know they had to deal with microsoft already but um i um so so I talked for like, I, I think 30 seconds. It was literally just walking and waving because we were super, super busy with uh, Bombfest and Mage Quit. And this is actually probably the situation where someone's going to tell me, oh, Bombfest wasn't at PAX. And I'm like, I fucking swear they were. Um, Bombfest was and at I, PAX. I, I actually don't know. <laughs> but like, like I, I tried as much as I possibly could to talk to our friends at least a little bit, at least to acknowledge we are here if you need us. Yeah, Blue Mommy's Best Games were there until after the show. And I felt like an asshole because I'm like, oh my God, I would have totally stopped by and talked to them. Oh my God. Uh, and it, like, I, 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 out of all the people who are there, we just completely missed them. And I'm like, so just a little bit. Yeah, that, the I, I I forget his name. I met him once, and I think the last time I was was he at Lex Play last year. I think I think so. All I know is that it's a run jump devs thing. He's there. Yeah, yeah. No, I I know that. Um, I can't remember his name. I cannot remember his name. But Piggy Ball is a pretty sweet party game. Yeah, like Piggy Ball is. Um, and for for our listeners who don't know, you should go follow Mommy's Best Games. Um, but Piggy Ball is basically what happens if you have Robotron meets pac-man but it's pigs yeah and you vomit on each other it's it's dope sounds like someone on the internet put it on a subreddit yeah no no yeah piggy ball is dope uh but what really struck me when i played like they developed a game that is a shooter with a jet but like the multiplier makes your screen absolutely just insane like you're shooting like four hundred thousand missiles at the same time and then you can then you can take your jet and burst and this is already this game's already come out and i can't remember what the game's called it's it's a part of like a, a bundle uh pack oh. but the game the the your the ship and the more lives you pick up you can literally break your ship apart and makes multiple ships so if you have eight lives then eight ships appear and those are all shooting or you can suck them back in and be one giant and you can just do one giant laser or you can break apart and do like tons of it was awesome oh speaking Conceptually of sounds pretty cool oh no it was it was great it was super awesome it was a it was a you know, top down, you know, flying whatever jet game. It was a shmup, like a, yeah, it was a bullet hell kind of like jet game. And it was awesome. And speaking of which, and we're talking about a little bit of Lex play and the developers we've met, we need to talk to Justin Fox because his games are very interesting. I think you've suggested him as a guest. And I absolutely like, yes, just do it. Yeah. Because, well, yeah, I'll, I guess I'll message him. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I mean, I guess we're all co hosts. So I need to do that part other than editing so welcome to two devs and a dude podcast where we also plan episodes and future engagements and also we just talk and ramble on for god knows how long it's like a business meeting except we let you listen in on it yeah exactly and if you if you have 
a developer that you'd like us to have on the podcast just to shoot the shit with um, or to play as part of our game club, you can uh, drop us a suggestion at podcast at wraithgames.com. That's right. And okay. so here's my uh, here's my dirty little secret as far as that's concerned. So we were recording that episode and you're like, oh, you have a you have an email set up for it. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Podcast Uh So during the time where you were editing and the time where like the podcast ended, um, which was like a day, I made that email address. <laughs> nice. Yep. That's cool. Excellent. So it was uh, it was like, yeah, of course I set something up. I had not set something up at that point. It's, it's- um, but. It's all good, Jake. Like I'm, I'm disappointed in myself a little bit of how long it's taking me to it has taken me to edit the previous episode. And this episode is seeming to be a long, ta- a long-tailed, lovely episode as well. Correct. I still hours. have an episode from IndieView that I have to edit and publish. Once I eventually find the hard drive that it's on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. So, uh, so. All right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just quick, just quick. Okay. So, um, how was your first experience other than, uh, than what you've already covered? Like, so it was great. It was, it was awesome. You Dry had a... and painful. Okay. My um, first experience. Oh shit. You mean PAX? Yeah. How was, yeah. How was PAX? <laughs> oh okay. Jesus. We're, we're... <laughs> oh God. PAX, like I said, the, the best way I would describe it was exhausting. There were people everywhere. It was just a sea of people. We needed double the tablets. We needed double the booth space. We needed to we needed to have uh, more people at the booth, tending the booth. Um, we also should have had, um, should have done our press stuff ahead of time. But at the same time, it was a wonderful, magical event. Yeah. And I definitely want to do it next year. It's given us the confidence where we're going to try, maybe not this year, but definitely next year for E3, um, just because it's smaller. First off, uh, you gotta love what? that something we revered when we what? were younger is now smaller, and that feels both cool and really weird. Yeah, well, E3 yeah, I mean, is not a community event. It's well, actually, it's a it is now. Event. Yeah, it's yeah, it's not. Well, it yeah, it used to not be open to the public. It used to be closed in a, for press only. And I believe is E3 like a full week event because I think there's two days of press and then then, then I believe the, it's four. The, I believe it's a four day event. I could be yeah, wrong. Yeah, like though. one day of that's strictly press. And then at the weekend, it opens up to the floor, the public. And they started that last year, I believe. Okay, so here's the thing. So I've been following E3 for quite some time. The the, the way it used to be a long time ago was it was open for fans when it first started. It was open for fans. Um, And then for a little while, it became more of a consumer-centric event. Um, Not just fans, but actual consumers. And then for a little while, it trended more towards the press and big releases. And then in its heyday in the 2000s, it was you know like a full-fledged convention now in the 2010s i believe the aughts for a, a brief period of time it became press only and so that was not the way it was for the longest time yeah, before i'm pretty sure were expensive I, I, yeah yeah i'm pretty sure like because they recently opened the doors up again i think i believe last year or the year prior when uh they started demoing breath of the wild because i remember that um oh yeah that they nintendo had a lot of problems with people coming in and wanting to play breath of the wild and literally press had to wait in lines it was that bad yeah the the fun thing about about e3 and press is it was only a press only event i believe from three for three to five years people can 
considered the worst year for E3, the worst years for E3, um, because the the companies, since they weren't uh, weren't trying to appeal to um, to non press to the actual consumer base. Um, there, the booths sucked. They didn't try to wow the press as much as they they normally would have. Again, they just opened it up to being. Yeah, I know it got it's gotten it's become a lot smaller recently. But I know EA branches off. They rent like a whole hotel like for their own thing, like an EA Plays event where you can get you if you can get tickets or you can just walk in and play EA games. Oh, EA. Yeah. No, I mean, that's all I'm going to oh, say. Oh, no, if you, yeah, either this year or, well, you said not this year, but if yeah, next year, yeah, I'm going to, I'll, I will sell say, one of my children or kidneys to go to E3. Not this year. I just said, <laughs> maybe not this year. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying I will sell one of my children. Fun yeah. thing about it is we actually have friends who've gone to E3 and have demoed before. And so they've, they're like, Oh no, PAX, uh, it's nothing compared to PAX East. And I'm like, okay, this is this has bolstered my confidence. That's great, yeah. Regardless of press, but just your experience as a whole, it was good. It was absolutely great. Uh, $7 hot dogs, though. Did you, yeah, that's I, is why that you don't what, eat at PAX East. Yeah, is that yeah, why we you, didn't. Yeah, we did, didn't. Where did you eat that got you... Um, never mind, that's not supposed to be. Never Let's talk about the implications of that. Yes, um, for those of you who don't know, because um, it was briefly mentioned on Twitter, I had food poisoning for a couple days during PAX East, and uh, the thing that I told Grant doesn't go in there is I talked about the implications of that uh, in graphic detail. Um, <laughs> so that doesn't go on the podcast. However, 4K I, graphics. Yeah, um, TMI is a gross negligent understatement on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all are soft. The thing is that, uh, well, I can go worse, but I just didn't want to. I don't want to gross out. I know you could. Don't worry. I'm not saying you were. So you ate. You ate. I'd rather not hear more. Yeah, you ate outside of the convention hall and ended up getting food poisoning. End of story. Um, I had steak from two different places during the whole thing. I thought you were vegan, Jay. What? Or vegetarian. Vegetarian. Thank you. Uh, for for you kind listeners, um, I tried a great vegetarian experiment, um, and the problem is it just um, mostly because we were saving up for packs, uh, it just became too expensive. Understand? Um, and to the point where uh, my my lovely fiance and and Wraith Games programmer Christy and I are going to be doing it again. We're going to be vegetarian again here soon. Now that we don't have the great financial burden that was packs. Good to know. The problem the problem with uh, with things when you go to conventions is sometimes you have to go to fancier restaurants in order to make make conversations with certain important people um and unfortunately uh, because i if i was there i could have been like yo let's just go here we get on here to go here forget all this that we could be doing no we're going to this place 40 dollars steak seven dollar thing of peanut butter sauce with french fries We went to this one restaurant uh, that had a. It was a green burger as its logo. Um, do you know what a you green know? Green burger because that sounds safe. That that already sounds terrifying to me. Just the logo, but apparently it was a huge big deal. Um, it was the uh, it was the Shake Shack. I've I've heard the name. It sounds like a franchise, but I don't know. It is that you go inside and it's it's a real like hipstery burger place. And the thing is that like it was great. 
Um, it did not help with my food poisoning because I was already sick when we went there. Problem was it had a maximum capacity of 300 people. And uh, we were we were really, really beyond that. You should you could have someone could have called a fire marshal. And that would have been a terrible joke to the business. Uh, the thing the thing was that um, one of our friends that we were with and I'm not going to I'm not going to say who that was. Um, Adam Sandler. <laughs> I gotta say that who that was because I'm not sure if they want me to. However, Jonathan Taylor Thomas, a <laughs> guest on this podcast at some point, so that'll be interesting. John uh, Travolta. <laughs> Werner Herzog. But anyway, um, oh, damn. the thing is that uh, apparently they went to GDC um, and what ended up happening is there was a restaurant that uh, was so over capacity it had to be shut down. So that was that was fun. Yeah, that happens. Convention life. That's cool. I mean, it's I don't know what else to say other we can ramble on for a little bit. But so, I mean, that's great that you all had a great experience. Buzz seems good. I mean, yeah. Um I didn't I didn't get to play anything. Oh, that sucks. Um, huh? I mean that sucks because I w- like like one of the things I wanted to mention like I would have loved to have gone, but I don't think I would have I would have been so tempted to just like been like see you guys. We gave we gave everyone the equivalent of 2 days off. So they could just and then you spent yours in the hotel room. Well, I spent my I spent my one day in the hotel room. Give me a moment. Uh, this is me pausing for a second. Okay, but yeah, I, like, yeah you're well, building well, aircraft again, Cajun. Ah, stop! I don't remember what it is. Me, it's all right. You're <laughs> you're building aircraft. I'm it just went trying from trying to get my kitchen finished so I can make my own food. I get it. I get it. I just I just paused what I was saying just to let you know that it is picking up. Fear not, citizen. With the invention of the mute button, you can do both. <laughs> exactly. Sorry, it's the Fallout Four inspiration. I just the voice came out. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, Glenn, you weren't talking for a long time, and I was like, "Is that mother? Is is he? Is he playing Fallout Four right now? Is he just like Ooh, you know it? Uh, you're I, no, no. Focus, hundred percent at your screen. Three percent, you got it. Just, because of the person that we had, we did, had to reschedule the first episode because you were raiding. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that never that has not happened again. I have learned my lesson. I have learned my lesson. But speaking of raiding, I did raid for like five hours last night. Didn't kill Callus. It was very disappointing. I cried myself to sleep. Yeah. So we gave everyone the equivalent of two days on their own. Um. At least. At least tried to. I was already told that I wasn't allowed to take vacation day like during the convention. Um, because I had important stuff to do, but I, I was sick in the hotel room for a day. However, I did manage to get my My Nintendo pen because yeah. they were they were nice enough to let me come in before the before the hall opened. Oh, nice. Well, the thing is that we were allowed to be there hours early, which is great. And mind you, the security checks were terrible. Um, I mean, we had our I'm own developer line, which was great. Um, exhibitors had their own had their own line, but it was still so dumb. And one of my worst experiences there in the security line was actually the dumbest what was and, that? and i'd say it's the worst because it just in hindsight it pisses me off but it shouldn't piss me off as much as it does um we, we they gave us a bowl to empty our stuff into and then we went through the metal detectors and so i put my coffee into the bowl 
Like I just <laughs> sealed up my coffee and put it in the bowl. And the guy looks at me and he's like, he's like, you don't have to do that. It's not metal. Was the tumbler took... you had metal? No, no. It was just from a okay. restaurant. Yeah. No. And so the next day we're loading in and the lady in front of me puts it in the little thing. And the guy just takes it and runs it through the scanner. Like he didn't have to fucking yell at me. He could have <laughs> just taken my fucking coffee and it would have been fine. Like... When you said dick. bowl, I thought you like you're like I took my coffee, I just opened that shit, that stuff up, just poured it right up in the bowl, just poured it. I that would have like, been no, no, hilarious. <laughs> I would, I would not have been allowed to go into packs if that were the case. <laughs> but it would have been funny, and, and if Vine was still around, it would have been great. Millions of views. <laughs> he would have done it for yeah. the Vine. Yeah, did it all for the Nookie. But oh, but no, so God. I wasn't I wasn't allowed to actually play any games unlike everyone else. However, I did get my My Nintendo pen because because before everything was in, there were some staff members who were going to get their pen and I'm like, oh, am I allowed to do this? I'm the developer. I'm like, of course. And so that was that was cool. I got that. Um, and then I also saw the one game I really, really cared about, though I didn't get to play it and the rest of the team did. The new Soul Calibur. Yes. Oh. Oh yeah, we had a big long conversation that was unrecorded about Soul Calibur. For those of you who don't know, um, I often I often make the joke that I'm only good at one game and that one game is Super Mario World. However, um, other people will tell you that I'm also good at Tetris and then I also did a lot of stuff with um, both Halo and Soul Calibur tournaments back in high school. I can tell you who's observed those Halo tournaments. That is indeed correct. I suck at Halo. However, I do not suck at Soul Calibur. I just observed the Halo tournament. <laughs> No, oh, I was I was on a team and I did a lot of game battle stuff as well. I was just bad at Halo. The last time I played in a Halo tournament, uh, I was 18. No, I was 19 and a 12 year old hit in. And not only that, but the crowd was cheering. And all I could say is, but it's an M-rated game. He's not even supposed to be here. And then they booed me. Yeah. It was <laughs> it like little poison. I know there was like a really young kid who was like wrecking in halo back in the day no this this wasn't this wasn't like someone important this was a, this oh. was a smaller tournament like it was like, and I'm he, like he's 12 what are you doing that's cool i'll play destiny with like a 12 year old and then and played crucible with him and he just was like hey you know you killed like 24 people and died like twice and i'm like <sighs> i wish i was young again i wish i had the reflexes just an old man i'm just barely happy to get out of bed in the morning <laughs> The, a game that I am pretty good at is, is Soul Calibur. So they had Soul Calibur Six there. Um, th they did not have Ivy in Soul Calibur Six. They did. Um, they only had like six characters playable, and Ivy and Geralt and um just weren't there. It's like they had made this build like months ago, and they're just now letting people play it. It made me so sad. Well, it was announced. When was that announced? Oh my god! Well, it, oh, I remember watching. It was when, when was that? Announced? Was it December? Was it December? What? I don't know. Oh no, no, yeah. It was it was in december and it was at the playstation experience that's where it was that's what it was that, but that i'm like we've seen ivy i think so trailer. yeah or she yeah. should have just been in the demo yeah I, I believe so yeah no yeah it's not like it's not like she's not gonna be there yeah, well she's immortal yeah. so if you know the lore of soul Calibur, she can't die i very much do know the lore of soul Calibur. however she can die but isn't she immortal like she's an alchemist and stuff and she's like super old so the daughter of cervantes but the the thing the thing about that is is um it, it's what we in the fantasy writing biz call functional immortality well that immortality only means you don't die of age you can still be killed by the 
means. I mean, immortality. Uh, immortality a implies. Definition. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Highlander tells you that, and all you gotta do is chop their head off, right? Immortality does imply completely deathless. However, that's where the term functional immortality comes in. Functional immortality is all about I do not die unless an outside force causes me to die. An outside force being a blade or something. The cool thing about Soul Calibur is that in the way the combat works is they're not actually attacking each other with swords that hurt the flesh. They're attacking each other with swords that that pierce the soul. So a, a fellow soul caliber combatant would probably not kill her. Someone with a combat knife probably could. <laughs> Just like a real sword uh, probably actually could. And there we have it. Knowledge I was not aware of. Oh, the thing is also, it, um, from everything I understand, this is a retelling of the first Soul Calibur. So it's a direct follow-up from Soul Edge. Ooh, okay. That's that's what I've heard. Um, and we we went I was I was under the assumption originally that it took place between four and five. We had a long conversation about it at PAX East, and that's when I was I was told that that's not in that's not the case. That it's a, just a retelling of one, which makes me sad. <laughs> basically gotcha that's eh. i mean yeah that is unfortunate but what are you gonna do uh not much the thing is though that if i wanted to play one i have an arcade cabinet but like it's probably going to play like five but better which which was just four but better i i don't know i just anytime i i see a prequel or a flashback and anything i'm just like oh man i just wanted the story to march forward i always feel like most prequels are lazy but if so but if it plays like is it four the one where they did the customization characters because three had was the special characters no that's two three was yoda and darth vader yeah and four yoda was, and darth vader. yeah four was when they introduced the special characters yeah, I have two favorite fighting games. That's um, well, three, I guess. Virtua Fighter, Soul Calibur, and Super Smash Brothers. For special characters, all the way back in two. No, well, like the custom characters. That's when they introduce like the the story mode. Was, was in it. three. Yeah, yeah. That's that was my favorite. Four wasn't very good, and five was. I don't even think I ever played five. Four was great. Um, okay, so like two, in my opinion, is the best one. Probably has a little bit to do with nostalgia, but also I think it's probably the best fighter out of all of them. Three was a PS2 exclusive, and that's why not a lot of people played it. No. Well, and PS2 and Xbox 360 exclusive. Yoda. Nope, that's four. That's four. No, it was three. Because it has Yoda, right? Yoda and Darth Vader. No, that's four. I'm trying to remember Soul Calibur 3. Number three was a PS2 exclusive. Um, I don't think it had any fancy characters, except that you could get all the costume pieces and be one of the characters from uh, from uh, Xenosaga. Oh, dope. Night Terror in it. Oh. Which is sort of an evolved form of nightmare yeah i think i do remember yep 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 that's when ps2 I picked, exclusive yeah, because that was that was yeah, that was when they first introduced um the big mallet dude right ah uh, yes jeff bridges <laughs> <laughs> no well you had nightmare who was siegfried you had it, but that's when that didn't after two they split him off because it had yeah the siegfried and nightmare on the cover on three but it also, nightmare. but it introduced um whatever the the big mallet guy is who was like the he was like nightmare but not nightmare because Nightmare became there's, good. There's Astaroth. Who Astaroth, is in, yeah, that's who I was thinking. That's in two. Oh, I, I, I think I started. Also, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Astaroth might have even been in one. I, I know I started, I think, in three. 
and I played three, four, and then skipped five. So I started in two, but then I, I went back and played one in Soul Edge, um, which, yeah, this, the franchise is real confusing because Soul Calibur 2 is the third game in the franchise, and Soul Calibur 6 is the seventh game in the franchise. And that's that's not even technically true because there was a really good PSP game and a really shitty Wii game. <laughs> oh, the one that was a Musou Wii game. Yeah. What? Yeah, there was a Musou on the Wii. It was like, so uh, there was called like Soul Calibur Legends or something. What do you mean by a Musou game? You know, uh, like Dynasty Warriors, Musou? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah by Koei. Yeah, that's that's the classification oh. of those type of games. It's called a Musou, and I can't I did remember. not know that. Yeah, I never realized that's what they called it. I just knew there was a random mode they called Musou mode. Yeah, that's just the, I guess, I don't know what it's called, massive single player something. I don't know what the abbreviation stands for, uh, but I don't know. No idea Musos. myself, but I know that I do definitely enjoy those games. Oh, yeah. Dude, you know, you it, don't, Legends Glenn, you was don't, just terrible. Yeah, well, Glenn, you don't even own a Switch, so you don't even care about Hyrule Warriors or whatever that's coming out. Or, uh, excuse you. Did you play first? <laughs> it's on the Wii U, and I've been playing it on my friend's account. Second, dog in a wheelchair. <laughs> but, but yeah so um lost swords was a free-to-play game that took place like it they they made it after five and then i never played it and i've by all accounts it's terrible it's a it's an ftp free-to-play i think it's i think it's a shattered soul on the psp uh it had kratos in it which is yeah. Um, oh, Don't even oh, get yeah. me started. Don't even get me started about Kratos, and I'm so, so hyped for God of War, and by the time this comes out, yeah, and, um, uh, yeah, so, yeah, God of War comes out, scores are incredible, and by the time this drops, it'll be out already, so everyone will be raving and ranting and everything about it, so I'm super excited about the new God of War coming out. I, I, I can say that uh, I saw some really cool stuff at PAX East for God of War, um, but at the same time, we've been, we've been at this for quite some time. It's probably a good time to wrap up this episode. Yeah. Okay. I'm right there with you. I, I don't know. I just don't have a lot to say about Pat. I'm glad that everything was good and, and it would have been great to have other people's experiences on, but I'm sure they're busy and probably they're working their normal day we jobs. Call this, we call this the, the, the Paxi special, but really the, the last episode when I was at Pax East, Paxi special, if we're being real. Um, but it didn't involve PAX East. This gave this got the opinion of the developer side of PAX East. I think that question has been answered. To be honest, uh, we had we had a pretty big post mortem of PAX East on the on the ride home. Everyone basically agrees with me. The the rest of the team. Uh, I feel pretty confident that I'm speaking for everyone that it was Boston drivers are terrible. Uh, I didn't. I know I didn't get into that in the thing, but they are Boston, Boston drivers are only drive in, uh, drive in Boston, and that's it. Anyone that doesn't live in Boston or has lived in Boston from Boston doesn't know how to drive a goddamn. You can't get there from here, Link. Y'all should come to me, princess. But okay. No, no. We, we found. We found the uh, lovely phrase, you can't get there from here whilst in Boston. <laughs> uh, okay. I, I heard Link, so I said, excuse me, princess. Oh, I, you just, I, was you going, I was going for that reference. So uh, with that, uh, this was this was our Paxi special, which was a little off, uh, off schedule. Um, our next episode, we are going to be doing our game club, our, our famous game club. And that is uh, for the for the new uh, the new one minute RPG is going to be awesome. Yeah, it's called Minute, and I was playing it, streaming it. It was great. It was awesome. It's really fun. Minute. M-I-N-I-T. i doing that in the next uh, week. Obviously, not before. This is going to be before the show comes out, but 
as of today, when we're recording, I and the next week will be playing Minute for, in preparation for the show. Yep. It yep. is on PlayStation, on the PS4, on the Xbox, and also available on Steam. I think on all of those platforms, it is $9.99 if you want to purchase it. It is on Steam. And yeah, if you want to purchase it, you can do so, and you can email us at what? Podcast.wraithgames.com? At wraithgames.com. Yes, podcast at wraithgames.com for questions over that game. Have any other suggestions for news topics, special guests, or or games that we should cover in the future? Uh, that's the same place, podcast.wraithgames.com. Um, and then you can also get in touch with us via Twitter at at Wraith Games. So, Jay, who are you again? I'm Jay Kidd. I'm the lead designer uh, at Wraith Games, and you can find me. Uh, I handle the tr- the Twitter for Wraith Games, so at Wraith Games, and then on Facebook.com slash Wraith Games, and also Jay at WraithGames.com is the email address. And I am, in closing, Grant McClure, Brigadoon564 on Twitch, um, twitch.tv slash Brigadoon564. Five six four. That is B R I G A D O O N. The number five. The number six. Also, same thing on Twitter. I'm also the founder of Game Over Game On. It's Go Go the Go Go Show on YouTube. I haven't posted any new videos. I got a lovely idea of what I'm going to do with it. So yeah, maybe. It, I, I just depends on. I got to find time because being a dad is is hard and it's busy. We got lots of things to do. Plus this engagement in Twitch. So I'm a busy man. Like I said on Twitter, I got to feel like I got a whole plate but I'm out of forks. <laughs> I like do you that. have a spork left? Nope, nothing. I got no utensils. I'm out. Like I got a big full plate of just del- juicy delicious meat, vegetables, anything you could ever fathom. <laughs> but nothing to eat it with. Go meat and two veg. Yeah. <laughs> delicious. <laughs> So yes, I'm I'm Brigadoon five six four on Twitch, uh, Twitter. Hit me up, follow me. I'm I basically use Twitter to promote things like this lovely episode, and sometimes I drop thoughts of some things that I'm watching. Like I watched uh, Rapture on Netflix, and it's basically a rap documentary, and each episode focuses on each uh, a different rapper. And the first episode was Logic. And if you haven't heard about Logic, um, he's incredible. And his mantra is love, peace, and positivity. And I feel very much for that mantra. It sounds awesome. Yeah, he's great. So yeah, Brigadoon 564, Grant McClure. Awesome. Woo! <laughs> and I'm Cajun. You can find me on Twitter at, at Cajun underscore coding. You can find my Twitch channel there because I don't remember exactly how I spelled it Uh right now offhand unfortunately um, I am the host of the interview podcast and stay tuned for information on that and one of these days I will be doing my Desperate Gamer Society play of Minesweeper now you may be wondering who possibly could be left surely it's not the guy who's been sitting here quietly playing Fallout 4 most of this podcast like a jackass oh no no fortunately hi I'm Gluntai You can check out my music anytime by any of the digital distributions that are out on the internet. You can find them on iTunes, Spotify, Google Music, Deezer, Tidal, Dog in a Wheelchair, whatever you find. You can (laughs) definitely go and see it. And if you're broke, most of it's either free or at least free to listen to. You can also check out what I'm going to be doing in Wraith Games with Collapsus. Play Collapsus. Hashtag Play Collapsus. You can also check out anything I'm doing with the NerdFit Network, the co- uh, the entertainment group, rather, I co-started with my partner in crime, Eric. There, we do a lot of, well, 
Have you ever wondered what it'd be like to be professional idiots? We definitely figured out how to make a business out of that and ran with it. So you should definitely also check that out at nerdfit.com. Whenever I'm not doing that, you can check my stuff out at twitch.tv slash glentai, where I'm either making music or usually playing Link to the Past Randomizer. And definitely not Balloons Tower Defense 5. And uh, yeah, I think that's all I'm going to say this time, because I already said dog in a wheelchair like five times this yeah. time. Hi, I'm Glintai, and I'm the dirty son of a bitch who was playing Fallout 4 the whole time. Hi, I'm Glintai, <laughs> and I might have been playing Fallout 4 <laughs> this whole time. I wish he was doing something nerdy. I've just been working on cabinets. Hi, I'm Cajun, and I like to make small metal airplanes out of aluminum foil. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's What's a wrap, everybody. Uh, see you next episode. See ya. Have a good night, y'all. Talk in a wheelchair. Welcome to the increasingly less accurately named Two Devs and a Dude podcast. I'm your host, Wraith Games J Kid, and I'm joined today by Cajun, uh, Mark. Uh, bleh, man, <laughs> this is why I wanted to dry one because I knew I'd screw something up bad. It's cool. It's good bloopers. We'll just the edit. End. We'll just edit. Yeah, we'll just sure. we'll just edit in post. It's all good. As long as it doesn't run three hours, I don't care. <laughs> That was an excellent three hours. You oh, it was. Admit. I know. I was. We were recording, and I looked up, and I was like, "Oh my god, it's been like three hours! Holy crap!" So yeah, it too, it flew yeah. by. So that was good. Yeah, but after an hour and a half, I was like, "Yeah, we're almost done, Lauren. Why don't you wait just a minute?" No. The closing it ran, ran like forty-five minutes because there was just joke after joke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that sounds about right time i do the vlogs uh i just i just say things like and don't worry you won't be able to hear it all right and we have woodwork asmr arc i was just putting one shelf in (laughs) well your mic picked it up impressively actually i'm pretty sure we're putting shelves in now like (laughs) Welcome to Two Devs and a Dude podcast, where uh, we also did woodworking in the background. Uh, you can tune in to Cajun Coder's cr- uh, Twitch Creative, where he uh, he's just putting in shelves. He's not even actually making the shelves; he's just putting them together. This I'm is fine, Douglas. I'm just, I'm just putting the liner on the shelves. That's that's the joke. You're like, yep. Uh, <laughs> It opens up and you're just like, hey, everybody, uh, see these shelves behind me? I, yeah, they came prepackaged. I just kind of hung them on the wall and then, uh, yeah, uh, good stream, Welcome everyone. To Ron Burgundy's Burgundy Shack. We got all these shacks full of Burgundy. Uh, watched, I don't even know what the hell Burgundy is. Watched uh, <laughs> uh, Rick and Morty in the, uh, the, the whatever the Rick universe, the TV one where he's <laughs> the whole like, hey everyone, welcome to a We've Got Doors. All we do is sell doors. We've oh got doors. Yeah. <laughs> and they're just like, that. oh my god, the, the it's still it's still going, and he just gets in his car, drives home, and everything. <laughs> and they're like, this is still the commercial. Yeah, it appears so. Yeah, I like that was one of my favorite episodes. The whole Gazorp Azorp day, you know. Tell me about that. Gazorp Azorp feed. I'm, I'm back. I'm back. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm also <laughs> back. 
Guess who's yeah, back? Right, well, yeah, I am on the couch it. now. I'm not assembling cabinets at the moment. Okay. All right. Oh, fantastic. So I'm ready when y'all are. One, two, three. And I am Cajun uh, at Cajun Coding or at a uh, Cajun Coder. Ah, blah, I'm gonna restart that one more time. <laughs> Remix. Yeah. Okay. Grant Glenn, y'all don't know how long it takes me to start an episode of Interview. I think once me and Jade started trying to actually start it, it took like 45 minutes because of retakes. It's cool. It's all good bonus content at the end of this episode. On this one, yes. On mine, not so much. (laughs) So, three, two, one. All right, everybody. I'm signing out. uh, (laughs) That's my exit. Damn, it's not my show. (laughs) And I'm uh, 